What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is March 11th, 2020. Or as we come to know it, the night that the entire world died won. Or at least that's the way it seems. Leave a thumbs up, subscribe, Tap that bell for notifications if you're watching live on youtube.com slash Fightful. If you don't, I'm sure there's some way that you all can positively support us. I don't know. Maybe subscribing to FightfulSelect.com where I have a story up about a certain act that was taken off the road by WWE. And then WWE was like, eh, we're not paying you. Which is very, very interesting. That is up at FightfulSelect.com. As is the List Goes On podcast and... Our Q&A show, which drops this week, uh, I'm going to answer probably over 100 questions tomorrow on Fightful Select, tomorrow being Thursday, so check it out. It's a good time, but if you want to ask a qu- question or have your statement read on the air during the Wednesday Night War podcast, donate a Super Chat. If you're watching live, I am joined by Mr. Warren Hayes, who you all can see on Friday nights. You can see him on his channel. Warren, how you doing? I'm doing very well. Uh, I'm very secure knowing that uh, no Europeans are going to come coughing over my way. No, I'm in Canada. It doesn't matter. They can, you got, yeah, I'll can come here and cough all you like. And Alex Palowski, you can see his episodes of Sour Graps every week. Alex, how you doing? Uh, you know, just just uh, thankful this is a souped up flu and not, you know, the zombie virus. Because it does feel... Like the beginning of the of the movie where everyone's in a panic and things are getting canceled and famous people are getting sick. You better not take Tom Hanks from us, coronavirus. What about Rudy Gobert, that fucking moron? Uh, Pardon my uh, language. I'm telling you, the last two weeks, I have cursed more on the air than in <laughs> years. And it's, it's the world, man. But here we go. One word, Alex. Who won, AEW or NXT? NXT, I don't know. <laughs> Warren? AEW. <laughs> I have a little more confidence in my assessment here. I'll be honest, I was taking a big shit during the show, so <laughs> we're going to start off with NXT tonight. <laughs> I like the way that NXT ended a lot more than AEW, though I'm told that there is, is a good angle coming next week. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk NXT. Keith Lee, Cameron Grimes... Man, people had a field day when I accidentally tweeted Trevor Lee versus Cameron Grimes. People were like, oh, ho, 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 Sean, they're the same person, didn't you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Keith Lee defeated Cameron Grimes to retain this title, and I love the hat play. I love it. You had to get heat on the hat, and we yep. bring it up as, as a joke often, but you had to get heat on the hat, Alex. Well, the thing is, is that yeah, we bring it up as a joke, but we're not the only ones who notice it. Like it's a major, it's a major plot point of of uh, Grimes's character. They're, they play with it a lot, so it's 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 a thing that it's a thing now. Like it's a thing, as as Matt Riddle would say. Now it's a thing, so that's what they're doing with that, and that's fine. I I I think obviously the right guy won. 
Uh, Grimes looked good in in certain spots, um, so they're, they're keeping him looking viable as a future contender. But I also love the ending, the way that they play with it, with with Priest attacking Keith Lee from behind with his nightstick, and Dijak coming to the rescue, and Keith Lee saying, "I have no friends." You because we were teammates back in November in yeah. some match doesn't mean we're buddies. So you don't touch my title or I spirit bomb your ass. I think it's a really interesting way to play with the nuance of Keith Lee not not taking guff from anybody. Yeah, I agree. And if you want to give somebody your nightstick from behind, if you want things to be gruff, if you want to hit somebody's ass with a spirit bomb, check out bluechew.com code fightful. That's a free one for you guys. Super chat from Tim Traver. He says, I haven't felt my best in the past few days. Uh, that is concerning, buddy. Go to a doctor immediately. Shane Haas says, have you heard anything else about other shows being moved to the Performance Center? And fuck Rudy Gobert. Yes, indeed, fuck Rudy Gobert. Uh, that <laughs> shit is lame, what he did. Uh, I've still got to catch up on all that, but I haven't heard that yet. But that is always an option for them. And Warren, I think that's a pretty good option for them at this point in time. Sure, and uh, it uh, you know it changed the it changed the atmosphere of the whole show tonight. It felt it felt fresh, felt different. Uh, dare I say, it, even a little more intimate because you know not everything was sort of very dark as in the usual AEW, uh, excuse me, NXT way. Uh, you could you could see uh, you could see the setup, but then again, when you realize what happened later on, well. You sort of had to really get invested in the locale. You had to understand where you were. Otherwise, the payoff at the end wasn't going to be quite as successful. Yeah, uh, man. So after the match, Lee celebrates before he's attacked and laid out by by Damian Priest, as we had mentioned. Dajakovic comes out to the rescue, and we, we set all that stuff up. It really does seem like that North American Championship title picture is almost like the sirloin beef sons of bitches that can work division and i'm okay yeah. with that and also sure. i'm okay with that because i believe that cameron grimes would believe that he's a sirloin beef sons of bitch <laughs> that's true he does he does come across as that kind of guy who believes he's a foot taller and 100 pounds heavier than he really is and his former partner andrew everett that's uh, we practically run the same tall gimmick right now i mean his, his yeah. thing is very tall uh, andrew everett we have a qualifying ladder match or a qualifying match for the ladder match. I love that they're doing this. They should have mm -hmm. done this for Elimination Chamber. Mia Yim well, versus Dakota Kai. I have been outspoken about having my questions about Mia Yim in the ring. This one was very good. Uh, she won with – or Mia hit uh, Kai with eat defeat and turns back around, got the pin. I like this. Raquel attacked after the match. Oh, man. I, I like this. I thought this was pretty solid. I, I just like having stakes, Alex. Oh, me too. Uh, the thing about it also is, at this point, we haven't seen a loser of a qualifying match that I would say has no business being in a ladder match for a number one contendership. Like, in the Elimination Chamber, you had a bunch of people who were like, I, I, I don't think this is a viable contender. Even if they were somehow to win this match, they should not have a title match. They haven't deserved it. All of these women are incredible competitors. Yeah, you're going to have 12 people like lining up for a, for a six-woman ladder match, and, and all 12 of them are going to be top to bottom. Great. You have Shotzi Blackheart, who loses the match. You have Juna Piana Perrazzo, who they insist on booking like crap, but she's great. You have all these people who are who are losing their matches that are also very, very good. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I think that, that they're obvious. It seems to me they're setting up for a couple of singles matches between uh, formerly Reyna Gonzalez and um, and Mia Yim, which is a great pairing. Like it's going to get uh, Gonzalez a lot of much needed TV time and reps that way. And she's going to be working with, with Mia Yim, who has no shortage of, of that. And that'll be a really, really good thing for both of them, I think. Up next, we had Kishida and Raul Mendoza. Boy, did I love this finish. A good old flying armbar from the top rope. Jesus, man. I used to give it to all my creator wrestlers on the old SmackDown games. <laughs> and it was like, it was funny. It was like the least damaging top rope move you could do. I was like, come on now. But this ruled, man. Um, well, Kashida's finished it. Glad to see him getting a win. This was harmless. I mean, I don't get the feeling they've got any major plans for Kashida. 
but I'm just glad that we get to see him picking up a win here and there. Uh, Alex, anything on this? Yeah, the the thing is that they can do whatever they want with Kushida at a moment's notice. You you you, you tell me wouldn't you wouldn't want to see a pissed off like Keith Lee who who takes no prisoners because he's got no friends versus a versus Kushida in a match? Like I'd love to see that. Sure, why not do that? That could be a lot of fun. But the thing about this that the, what comes out of this is Raul Raul Mendoza, who his his speciality across both NXT and 205 Live is looking great in defeat. That's what he does. That's the thing that he does. That's his MO. Um, and so he does that again here. Um, but the big thing is coming out later where he gets abducted and thrown into a van by two masked men in suits. Like, I, I can't wait to see the stable they're creating out of all these guys they are going to start abducting. I'm looking forward to this storyline immensely. Kishida was brought in, and I mean, when I heard stories of him not having a locker for several months, that was kind of concerning to me mm-hmm. in general. But, like, the fact that more hasn't been done with him is weird because he's one of the best workers in the world, man. Just one of the best. I'll tell you something that I really enjoyed. This little setup for Tyler Breeze and Austin Theory. Now, Austin Theory's got a way to go for his acting skills. But he comes in and he was like, man, I was watching you on Breaking Ground when I was in high school. (laughs) That was like four and a half years ago. Tyler Breeze takes a picture of Austin Theory. And Austin's like, did you take a picture of me? And he's like, yeah. You look pretty good for a flash in the pan. It's like, damn, that's pretty good. Uh, Warren, these little setups, like it took a minute. And they, they set it up. And I was like, that's all I need. I have a reason for them to fight each other now. Wait. Are you are you telling me you don't need 15-minute segments week after week? Are you telling me you don't need a drawn-out love triangle? Are you telling me you don't need someone to go hang around in an empty stadium to get interested for a match, Sean? Are you telling me that just two people can look at each other and decide to fight each other because – Fighting each other is what they're paid to do. Are you? Is that what you're telling me? It's wild. It's wild. <laughs> we go to the ring where Rhea Ripley comes out, says that Charlotte needs a new game plan, and that she gets through the pressure of facing Charlotte at WrestleMania by knocking Charlotte on her ass. Well, Charlotte comes out, walks down the ramp. This... uh <laughs> leads to some some heated back and forth. She says she's going to drag Rhea into deep water and drown her. And Rhea rushes her, and I love this attack. Charlotte applies the figure four around the ring post. That is such a tried-and-true move, Alex. Yep. I remember seeing Bret Hart do it two decades ago, and or more yeah. than that, 23 years ago. And it was yeah. so good, and it's still so good. It's still fantastic. Um no, I, I, it's, it's, it's one of those uh, classics. It's, it's, it'll, it'll never go out of style as long as they don't overuse it. When that thing comes around, you're immediately transported back, as you say, two decades to the time when, 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 when wrestling was real, you know. And it's, it's a great, it's a really great thing to put over these two younger women in the. They put them in the same stratosphere as legends of the past. It just it just fe- it feels right to, to see that kind of thing. And that's that's great. Um, you know, I mean, I, obviously, we have no idea what's going to go on with the whole mania stuff and the build and all that kind of crap. Um, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with this um, uh, beyond this. Uh, but it, it is very um, encouraging to me that they are building Rhea Ripley in the way that they are and making her. On the on the level of a Charlotte Flair, where Charlotte Flair would have to would need to resort to an around the ring post figure four to make her statement. That's that's good. It's a good sign. Can I jump in for a quick sec? Yes. Thank you. I'm I was I'm getting a little I was getting a little bored with the the build up to Rhea versus Charlotte because it really felt to me like it was a contest of who can be more smug, sharing yeah, as they were in the ring with each other. And I, I personally did not like. I made a little light of it here, but I'm going to make a lot of light of it, underscore it here. I really didn't like the Rhea Ripley empty arena segment with going back and oh, I've been you know ever since I was a little girl, I've been working towards uh, doing things and 
this is not why we got into Rhea Ripley when she was brought to NXT and stood nose to nose with Shayna Baszler. She's supposed to be a badass. She's not supposed to. She's not supposed to care. She's supposed to be on the offensive here. I'm not digging the way they're going towards this, especially on Raw. This was a good saving grace moment, but I'm I'm anxious as to how they're going to build this match on Main, which, if we're being completely honest with you, with each other, is where it matters ultimately because that is the main viewing audience. Um, I'm really anxious as to how this is going to go because as it stands right now, this is not the Rhea Ripley that uh, that we should be seeing. She should be grittier. She should be angrier, hungrier than this. She's just too smug. They're, everyone's too smug in this one. Yeah, that's how they treat baby faces, though. They got to be just a little bit clever and, <laughs> and it doesn't yeah. make them very likable. Yep. We get a video package for NXT United Kingdom champion Walter where Finn Balor says that he's different, but it feels familiar, and he holds his passport up. Well, do I have some unfortunate news for him? <laughs> <laughs> the hilarity of this timing, and I get it. Before all of you, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> well, actually, Sean... The travel ban is only for 30 days and does not involve the UK. <laughs> I can make a fucking joke! He's got props, too. You're the new Gallagher. Yeah, damn. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go off about one later on because people got so weenified over a Be a Priestly thing. We come back to Mia Yim outside in the parking lot where she almost gets run over before men get out of an SVU in masks and abduct Raul Mendoza. Now, I don't plan on ever learning who these people are if the Samoa Joe TNA storyline gives us any <laughs> indication. Who do you think kidnapped Raul Mendoza? Who would want to kidnap Raul Mendoza? The Dark Order? <laughs> um, I, I hope it's King Cuerno. God, I from, hope from, so from, too. Lucha, from Lucha Underground. Like him, like being a masked, besuited luchador yeah. who's who's forcibly conscripting other dudes from Mexico into his ranks. And he shows up with a brainwashed Raul Mendoza. And I don't know who else he'll wind up grabbing from, from the ranks. Like, that's awesome. That's an amazing way to introduce King Cuerno, uh, El... Hijo del Fantasma, I, be I believe, is what he was called in, uh, in and, Impact. And he looked way more badass as King Cuerno than Fantasma yes. with that, that weird flippy hair hanging out no, no, the no. back. King, None of here's that. Here's the thing. If, if, if you don't know King Cuerno, he, he has, in, in, without a doubt, the best suicide dive that has ever existed. The arrow from the depths of hell is what they called it. Like, that, that man flew. Like he's an amazing athlete. I really loved loved his style, the way he worked uh, in in uh, in Lucha Underground. So I'm, I'm he's supposed to be starting on the the, the house shows. I, I'm really hoping this is an angle to introduce him because that would be really sweet. Tegan Knox defeated Diana Perrazzo in another qualifying match. Again, grabbed the hose, poured all over me. I that's what I want. I want these qualifying matches. It's such a it's such a layup. Give me a reason mm -hmm. to care. Also, like, uh, fucked over Deanna Perrazzo. They signed her like what two years ago. She was one of the most, maybe the most booked female wrestler in America at that point. By match number eight, she was working Impact pay per views. She worked yep. everywhere. They signed she, her up. And, she was La Luchadora, for Christ's sake. Yeah, for the love of God. I, I, I think she would probably rather be that by now, but I like Tegan Knox. I'm not saying she should have beat Tegan Knox at no, all. No, no, no. It, it's, it's a weird deal. They they obviously planned to, to debut Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo as a, a, as, a, as a unit, as a tag team. And for, for whatever reason, they went away from that. Uh, I think it would have been... I think this is probably when they had plans to actually use the women's tag titles on yes. all three brands. But obviously they have shelved those plans. But Deanna Perrazzo and Chelsea Green absolutely would have been a fantastic matchup 
for the for the Kabuki Warriors in an NXT match. That'd be great. Yeah. But I'm... instead, you got Gianna Perazzo losing matches. Chelsea Green's iffy in this whole Robert Stone thing. So who knows? But uh, yeah, Gianna Perazzo is is better than what she's been booked as. But the right person won this match. I'm gonna ask around more about if there were plans for Gianna and Chelsea. Like I. There's, there's got to. I mean, they had them featured in almost an NXT takeover ish spot. Remember when they, when they uh, released all those ugly shirts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they had one that was for Chelsea and one that was for Deanna in the same font. Mm-hmm. It was the exact same design. One that was a C, one that was a D. They were obviously going to de- debut them together in some way. Yeah. NXT Tag Team Championship match. The Broserweights defeated Undisputed Era. I did not get to catch uh, the majority of this match, but I did get to catch Riddle and Dunn outsmart- outsmarting Undisputed Era, which is such a cute spot for them. And considering that they're the fun, I don't want to say the fun-loving, but they've had almost those comedic skits along the way, I kind of dug that. Uh, the Broserweights end up retaining their NXT tag titles. What do you think about this one, Alex? Well, this is this is great. This is the um, uh, you, you could absolutely say that they were in deep water before um, the the uh, the uh, grizzled young veterans decided to come down and, uh, and and show themselves in their in their suits and their no socks. Um, yeah, that that was it's interesting. Like I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how all this pairs out. I'm I'm assuming if we get a takeover Tampa, we're going to have a triple threat, which I would be totally down for. Um, but, uh, yeah, they successfully, uh, won. They, they're, they're great. They're, I, I love all the shit together. The little, little, um, tiny vignette they had of them prepping for the, for the match backstage with Riddle, like, yeah, like jumping around like a little happy puppy and, and, and just <laughs> Pete Dunn calmly taping his wrists while rolling his eyes at, at Matt Riddle. It's great. They're a fantastic little odd couple. They'll always be fun to me. The close of this show was. Uh, by the way, anything else to add on the on the tag title match? No, I mean I I, I think absolutely this is this is was great. Yeah. Uh, UE versus the versus Riddle and Dunn is always going to be great. Give me more of them. <laughs> After the match, it's announced that NXT champion Adam Cole is going to have a celebration next week, and we're also getting a qualifying match between Candice and Mercedes, which I love that. I love that. <laughs> Uh, we're told that Finn Balor will be on NXT UK tomorrow afternoon, and Tommaso Ciampa shows up. This leads to, I thought, a great brawl. When you compare this brawl to the brawl that we won't spoil on AEW, man, this was so good. I, I like They don't always have the opportunity to use the Performance Center like this. They, they've done Performance Center brawls before, but they mm. haven't had the opportunity to do a lot of brawls. Though, what I'm hearing is... In the coming weeks, they may have an awful lot of opportunities to do some performance center brawls on many different nights of the week. But um, <laughs> I thought this was good. Throwing that plate and breaking that mirror. Oh, that was cool. Uh, the lockers. I mean, you know that belonged to somebody because you got people <laughs> changing on the damn floor at this point. <laughs> I love this this brawl, Alex. I thought it was really good. I thought it was great. I love um, the... <laughs> That starts out with with Johnny thinking he's being clever by by having his promo to to Champa via satellite from else from down the hall, and Champa's like, "No, we're not going to do this. I'm going to come find you, okay?" <laughs> and then the brawl starts in the in the conference room, destroys a laptop and, and some drywall. Um, they they it goes through the training room into the weight room. Johnny Gargano puts uh, Champa's all all the way through the plate glass in a door, and they use it as a transitional move. That's the way brawls usually end. There was 10 more minutes of brawl after that. This thing was insane. I, I, I loved it. I think it, it shows uh, how, how, how much these guys hate each other. But we kind of knew that already. And it's a, it's a we, again, we, while not knowing where this is going from here, um, it, it does feel like it's, it, was, it felt like very, like a lot of finality to it, especially with the air raid crash off the elevated platform through a, the announce table um this feels like wow okay well i guess we're not going to see these two guys uh anymore between now and take over tampa if it happens yeah and i'm <sighs> the thing is they they've got to buy a little bit of time until that show 
and there, there's a lot of programs that I'm like, damn, they may, it felt like a lot of programs recently have had their go home angles already. And I'm like, what are they going to yeah. do? Will they do the one week little video thing? Like how, how will yep. they stretch that out? I guess we'll see. Uh, Kristen Ashley says, I defer to the first actual question in the chat. I don't know what that is. You'll have to send it to me. There's a whole lot of questions there. So just drop that in there and I'll, uh, I'll answer it. Uh, but I'm answering a ton of questions on FightfulSelect.com this week, guys. Also, I think we're filming one with Jimmy Van this week, maybe. He's overdue for one. Um, so, gosh, it's uh, there's just a lot of stuff going on on Fightful Select right now. People keep saying, like the next one there. I don't I don't know. I just, just send the question is all I can say because I can't scroll through the chat. And we're kind of speeding through this show, so we're going to talk about AEW uh, momentarily. But, uh, Alex, as, as we head into TakeOver, is there anything you see, like, kind of rounding out the card? Well, I mean, obviously you, you have, uh, it seems to me that they might be doing two triple threats, one for the tag titles and one for North American title. Um, uh, I, I feel like Dijak and, and, and Priest are probably going to face Lee, and you got... Brazil Young Vets and and UE versus the Roserweights. Um, that that women's ladder match. I, I they have they've only announced uh, Mercedes and Candice, so I don't know who's facing. Let's say is Io Shirai going to be in it? Mm-hmm. Is is Bianca Belair probably? Like it's all these, but they we haven't seen them for a while, so we don't really know who they're facing to get into it. I'm I'm assuming there's going to be one like funny upset, like somebody who who we don't think is is going to get in uh, and 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 upsets to get in. Um, but I, I, yeah, I've assumed they're going to go back to like a four the, to a five match takeover and that's it. Or maybe not. Uh, is the cruiser cruiserweight title going to be offended on it? Or is that like an NXT UK thing now since Devlin's got it? I'm not really sure, but I'm, I'm, I am looking forward to, to all of this. And obviously Cole versus dream for me is the money match. I can't wait for that. Okay, now I understand what Kristen was saying. The next one after her chat, they, she says, or Alonzo Smith says, why are they running back Gargano versus Ciampa again? These two just can't stay away from each other. I do kind of feel like it is overkill at times. Well, it does feel like, because of the way Ciampa said, um, if I'm going to be here in NXT, Johnny Gargano can't be. It does feel like they might be doing a loser leaves NXT match. And I think that would be okay, considering the circumstances. But we probably know Ciampa's winning this because he ain't leaving. No. He ain't leaving. My God. Uh, we have AEW Dynamite this week. I thought it was a pretty solid show. There's some good heat on this show as well. Uh, we start off with highlights of Inner Circle's attack on Moxley. Tony Schiavone interviewed Hangman Page. Uh, the Bucks showed up and told him that he would never team with Mac Jackson before walking away. Then we go to Ortiz versus old Neck Tat Cody. If if we had a video game and Cody Rhodes was rated like a ninety four on the game, Neck Tat Cody is like an eighty one. Like <laughs> you, you lose fourteen, Cody. I'm sorry, you lose fourteen. Cody ends up winning. Fine match. Also, I love if you're doing this. Cody locks on a figure four. He gets a win with it. Warren, what do you yep. think about that? I love that. I love the fact. I love. I love the fact that we can defer from the finisher once in a while. Makes the finishers feel a little more special, right? Makes them feel a little more, uh, a little more fun when they do pop up. Get the extra little reaction. I thought this was a really solid match as well. Um, I, you know, or Ortiz worked really, really well with with Cody. I like the way that. He, you know, the story, uh, the story of the match where he was working the leg it was it was a Cody match. So there's a lot of story to it. Appreciated the lack of overall shenanigans or having like six million people stick their nose in the match. I thought it it, it helped the flow a lot not to do it. I got a good laugh. Well, we, we, we didn't talk about the arrival. I'm going to let you go to it if you want. No, go ahead. Uh, hey, that's, you're, you're filling in the details here. Okay, because we saw Jake Roberts arrive with what is very likely his client, Lance Archer. And they went, they sat at ringside, and that was cool. And, man, okay, first and foremost, I love how Tony Schiavone was referring to Lance Archer as a young man, saying, Mm -hmm. I love how the young guys of 
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. AEW are going over to these veterans. He's 43 years old. He's yeah, been in man. the business for almost two decades. I was watching his homeboy on Fox Sports 1 15 years ago. There you and go. Here's the thing, man. You forget how goddamn big Jake the Snake Roberts is until he's standing next to the monster, Lance Archer. And mm-hmm. there ain't that much difference there. And I'm like, damn, not even some osteoporosis shrunk, it, shrunk him down or anything a little bit. Like, <laughs> damn, the dude's old. And and, and and he's huge. I didn't realize it either, just how big oh, yeah. he was. Um, big and boy. and at some point, Archer wants to jump the jump the ramp, but Roberts holds him back. Yeah. And I don't know <laughs> if you guys picked this up here, but Jr. You know, basically to to give motivation as to why as to why Lance wanted to attack. Um, uh, Cody said he saw a piece of meat in them in those gold tights, and I'm like, no. I know what you were trying to do, mm. Jr. You know, a dog being a child. I get it, but it just came out weird. And I really appreciated how much Jake Roberts seemed so comfortable and seemed to enjoy what he was doing. He was emoting. He was talking. Was playing the part. He really seemed to be enjoying what he was doing. So that also warms my last, my last my cold great, heart. Last week was a great start, a great kickoff for him in that regard. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I could they could do a lot worse than having Jake the Snake Roberts cutting promos for Lance sure. Archer. So I like that, and I also like the fact that Jake Roberts is cutting these promos. But it's not just Lance Archer standing back there with his arms folded behind Jake that you see with so many things like this. Like he he's able to emote and he's able to to converse and do all these things as well. And I hope he brought his plastic bag with him. Hope he hope he did that. That was one of my favorite spots of the year. The mm-hmm. the suffocation. I'll tell you a spot that I love this backstage attack because Nick Jackson <laughs> was <laughs> kept out of last week's show. And I got to say, like, it's the little things that really just add to this. And the fact that Nick Jackson had this, this roll-down door on his face and wasn't moving. I mean, didn't move at all. He wasn't wiggling. He wasn't shaking. He wasn't doing anything. They <laughs> They just had blood rolling out of his mouth. It was a little. It yeah. was. It was. It was so like subtly over the top. I'm like, damn it, man! But it's not something that I see a lot of. And one of my favorite things was that when the the elite all run backstage, they started to pull on him, and Cody's like, no, 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 don't touch him, don't touch him, because that's what you're supposed to do. You do not touch him. Obviously, you pull the door off of him, but you don't touch him. Yeah, that was a good touch. I thought. Yeah, I I liked it too. The the uh, it, there was something there was something like you said, not completely over the top, but just absurd enough to be just perfectly pro wrestling. You know, it was just it it, it was it, it was fine. I liked it. Uh, you know, and I hope I, I hope Matt's not really. I hope, I hope Nick's not exactly really murdered. Yeah, I hope not too. I rather shame. like the guy. I think he's pretty good. 
He gets yeah. loaded up in the ambulance. This is all to build towards blood and guts, obviously. Well, they got a lot more women on the show tonight, which I'm very, very happy about. Chris Statlander and Hikaru Shida take on Nyla Rose and Bia Priestley. Uh, Nyla and Bia get the win. And uh, the pin is on Shida, who is ranked number one, which they made a, made a point of. But Priestley, who has – she's not been in AEW since December, hasn't been on Dynamite since November, attacks Nyla Rose and poses with the championship belt. And I had posted on Twitter, like, I, I don't know how I feel about – them taking a woman who hasn't been on dynamite and propelling her towards a title shot. And I, you know, had all the people, yeah, she doesn't actually have a title shot. I, I know I watched the show. I can react moment to moment on Twitter. That's, that's like the point of live tweeting. You can react. It doesn't mean, Oh my God, I'm reporting. She's next in line for a title shot. I'm just saying I would like for her to get a couple wins here and there. Wouldn't have even minded if it were tonight, but if they're setting it up by having her go after Nyla, I kind of understand that. But I, I, as things stand now, I think it kind of would have been cool if Bea Priestley got the win. People are like, hey, there she is. I remember her. Then she beat the shit out of Nyla, and then she's like, I didn't even need Nyla. That, that AEW Women's Champion, I didn't even need her to beat these two. I could have done it on my own. But I guess we'll see how it unfolds. Until then, I'm just going to get just just pissed on on Twitter like that, that that's it that's it go ahead Warren say your piece well I, I mean you know I I completely agree with your booking because I thought it it made be, just because of what happened after I felt it would have made more sense for her to do exactly that you're going to get uh you're gonna get some 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 damage yeah. from certain fans because you know she's a she's a stardom girl the stardom the stardom people are very protective of their uh, of their women and that's just how it goes but that being said i mean what are you going to do with nyla okay first and foremost uh hikaru shida is unquestionably the most consistently great women's wrestler in AEW right now she she goes out she has consistently good matches there's she is the natural shoe in for a proper feud, a proper championship feud with Nyla. Is that where you turn to immediately when your pay-per-view was three months down the line? Because honestly, at this point, this is your next high-ranking pay-per-view mm. women's championship match. You keep Sheeta and Nyla fresh for the next pay-per-view, but it's in three months. So what do you do with Nyla in the meantime? Well, you do have to you do have to pull some stuff out. You you can't go back to Statlander. What you're gonna do? Leave a Bates? You know what I mean? I understand. You know, Priestley just is back out of nowhere. But hey, it could be it could be a lot worse. And she's going to be a proper contender. Uh, she she's going to be a proper contender for the title as well. So I, they, they're kind of backed into a corner at this point because they don't have the depth really to go dive in. And we'll see in a little uh, a little uh, a little later on this evening. They're setting up like a secondary women's feud, which I'm completely okay with. Yeah. So yeah, they have to mix things up a little bit. I understand what they're doing here. They'll build Nyla to be even stronger, so that the uh, the Sheeta feud does mean something. We see a video package. It's a mock video package. Christopher Daniels with Dark Order sucks uh, <laughs> mock mock things and he challenges Stu Grayson and and Evil Uno to matches like any anywhere along the line and says that once the exalted one doesn't show up well then they'll they'll see that they're full of shit I'm cool with that I think that makes sense it's an easy way to set up a couple matches he says he'll do it anywhere pay-per-view TV dark and that sets up one for any of those so I dig that Alex, sure. they've really extended this Dark Order storyline out. How how you feeling about it right now? I just want them to just to, to say whether it's Matt Hardy or not. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> like I don't I don't really care about the Dark Order like at all. I liked a few of the original video packages, the the you know, the fat guy who got indoctrinated and all that stuff. I thought that was clever. Um I really haven't been into anything they've done recently. The the existence of the exalted one, like who that is? is going to determine whether or not I'm I'm ever into them again. Like, I don't know. I mean, if, if it's Matt Hardy and he does a really cool sure. stuff with it, great. If it's somebody else who's really good at it, fantastic. If it's like, if it's like, wah, wah, like I've been, I'm, I'm kind of done with the Dark Order kind of forever. Like, yeah. If they, could, if, 
Like, tell me who it is. Like, I, I want to know soon. They they can be amazing in the ring too. I saw them in Toronto and a, a number of times at AEW, obviously, and they're very good. Rob Wilkinson's a super chat. By the way, you guys send yours. I'll read your question or statement on the air. He says a lot of sad people tonight because of the NBA. I want to try to make people laugh. Gobert has to get the Defensive Player of the Year because he shut down the league. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Oh. <sighs> that got Offensive Super Chat of the Year. That's for mm. sure. MJF Butcher and the Blade defeat uh, the Jurassic Express. MJF gets the win with a submission on Marco Stunt, and that's good heat. That's mm-hmm. just the easiest heat to get, Warren. And they were building heat all throughout this match. I, I thought that was it was a really I thought it was good. It was effective. And MJF is the bell of the ball right now. He's the one in this that you're looking to get over. And it doesn't hurt to have Butcher and the Blade winning a match here and there as well. Mm-hmm. The I I, I thought this match ruled. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fun, fun fun from top to bottom and it had so much heat mj doesn't get nearly as much credit as he deserves for being a good worker no he doesn't and and just the 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 heat that the uh that the jurassic express guys who still managed to stay over despite losing all the time which still boggles my mind that everything worked here it was so good yeah and i mean it was just it was a fun wrestling match. You even had uh, um, um, uh, the, the referee. Uh, you had Aubrey Edwards kick uh, kick MJF's arm at some point to break out of a reverse sharp sharpshooter that the uh, Butcher and the Blade were helping him with. Like it had all the elements for the crowd to get into it. You had Marco Stun doing, getting angry, getting pissed off, and shoving Jungle Boy. Everything worked. Everything connected. But you had all the right elements here. You had MJF was legitimately now a heat magnet, which I didn't think he was at first. Now I feel he is. You had the uh, the Jurassic Express. My God, Jungle Boy had another uh, crazy hot tag. And you know what I like about Mar- – and here's the thing about Marco Stunt that I don't – that I don't understand why people get so upset about him. It takes a lot for people to sell Stunt's offense. Yes. Stunt would do things tonight and people would no-sell it. Then Jungle Boy goes to do a dive to the outside, and Stun is like, "No, no, no, let me do it." He does it. Well, Butcher and the Blade catch him. Mm-hmm. It and, and then Jungle Boy does the dive to go. I don't know what the problem is with with Stunt. Uh, honestly, they're booking him. They're not booking him overpowered. Well, let's let's it's be real. Smart. Most of the people that complain about what he does have never actually watched a full match. They, they've seen a picture or clips or something stupid like that. They. That's that's usually how it works, and that's just the unfortunate. I mean, the thing is with wrestling, you have so much goddamn content anymore that you can't, even if you want to watch all of it. But it's like that. I remember when he debuted at Janela's show, or mm-hmm. didn't debut mm-hmm. there, but he he may had a coming out party there, and it was perfect. He was basically a fan in the crowd who happened to get picked out as a bully. They threw him up in the air, and he had a big code breaker, and the place went nuts. And he was over from that moment on, and he's been over ever since. And he's not done anything to not be over. Like people... And it's not as if – sorry, go ahead. No, go on. No, it's Because it's not as if he's on this winning streak. He's losing all his matches all the time. He's the weak link of Jurassic Express. Someone was pointing out to me earlier this week when, when I was watching Dark was, because Jurassic Express scored a win. But someone pointed out to me and said, well, it's because it, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus wrestle. You put Stunt in the mix and they lose. I'm like, huh, you're probably right. And we had another more proof about it tonight. Stunt was on the team. He was an active wrestler. The team lost. Up next, we see a Darby Allen video airing. What <laughs> <laughs> oh, was this? Alex, did you see this? What was this? The Darby Jeez, Allen? Yeah. Darby Allen, man. I love every, anything they do outside, outside the arena with uh, with with black and white. I'm into it. Listen, of course, it's ridiculous. But <laughs> I, 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 I was I was super into the original um, visual of the paper Jericho mask with the eyes like clumsily cut out. Good God. 
it was just it was like listen it's different i'm i'm here i'm i'm here for different to begin with if it ends up sucking afterwards at least they shot their shot you know what well, i mean let me tell like, you it's not the the same old crap coming from saying. a guy who has hundreds of paper masks of himself floating around the earth speaking of <laughs> look over warren's left shoulder uh, at any given time it ain't that different it ain't that different uh, I, the, his gimmick now essentially darby allen is uh is uh netflix uh crime drama serial killer and I I, lo- I love the ending here where he's 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 pulling a corpse around like he's Ray Trailer with Big Show's father. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. Tony Schiavone interviews Britt Baker, who mocks the people of Utah. Might want to get the hell out of Utah, based on what Rudy Gobert was doing. Says she wants to shake things up, and she starts giving everybody in attendance an inspirational speech while mocking them. Says that she wants to be everybody's role model. Big Swole comes out. Says all that Baker does is talk all the time. Baker says the only one in Swole's household fans care about is her boyfriend. Swole says she's married, baby, mocking Adam Cole. Obviously, I don't want to say obviously. A lot of you all might not know. Big Swole is married to Cedric Alexander. I I thought that was a real good shot from Britt Baker, who her boyfriend is Adam freaking Cole. You're going to see mm-hmm. him heavily featured on Wednesdays. Uh, Big Swole's husband, you're probably not going to see <laughs> at all. So I thought that was a really good, like, delusional line for her to give. This was, I thought this was good. Also, um, I, I want to get a quick, quick line, one line from Alex. Alex, how do you feel about AEW using Cedric Alexander better than Raw is? <laughs> <laughs> Depressed. There we go. <laughs> that's what, that's what I'm going to start doing to make sure you all get involved. I'm going to do instead of one word reviews, I'm going to do one word reactions to segments. <laughs> uh, Warren, your thoughts on this one? Uh, this segment ruled. It just ruled. Britt Baker's on a roll, man. She everything she did with with Shivani and, and Big Swole, uh, with Big Swole, everything the the lines, the comebacks, everything was perfect. Swole super comfortable in her promo as well. Very natural. Didn't seem forced. Loved the comeback as well. And I liked how (laughs) at some point I'm like, are they actually arguing over Tony Schiavone's friendship? Do they both, are they, are they struggling to be his friend? Small basically says, you know, Tony doesn't really like you. You know, but Brad is like, what? What do you mean he like? Of course he likes me. And Shivani's like in the middle. He's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm a, I don't want to be an accessory to whatever's going on here. And I thought this was a great, great segment. And I like it because it's setting up a secondary women's feud here outside of the title. Build war, more women. Give them more room. Uh, clearly, two good talkers. Let them go at it. I'm good. I'm good with this. I am too. Uh, You need secondary feuds. You need feuds that aren't for the title. You need this. Mm -hmm. The Death Triangle defeats Joey Janela and Private Party. Warren. I I mean, you kind of saw it coming when the Death Triangle came out. Because uh, they they also attack until best friends make the save. How'd you feel? This was was a fine match. I... There was nothing wrong with it. I thought it was. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I like the. Uh, I, I like that the Death Triangle already are trying some triple, some triple team offense here. They did a spot where uh, Pentagon power bombs. I think it was uh, Isaiah Cassidy power bombs a pack uh, onto like a, a a backstabber, and then Phoenix jumps off with a coup de gras uh, on the backstabber. It was pretty cool. Uh, not quite perfectly timed yet, but let's. Let's give the guys time to get used to each other. Uh, I'm I'm completely behind the, this pairing here. All three, all three uh, of the of the uh, Death Triangle felt aggressive. They were all like on the same level, as if they all sort of got imbued with this uh, uh, packs disgust with the world. I really liked it. I, I I liked how this went. And you know, if they're not going, if AEW is not going to give us Phoenix versus Pac. Well, I'm okay with them 
putting them in a tag team where they're going to beat up some dudes together. I'm completely okay with that. And I think eventually we see it whenever the inevitable split happens. I mean, these guys are nowhere near the end of their careers, fortunately. Oh, no, for sure. Lexi interviews Dustin Rhodes, who says he's pissed off after the attack on Nick Jackson. Says somebody has to step up and he'll team with Hangman Page tonight. Underwhelming. All due respect to Dustin, I love Dustin Rhodes. I think he's awesome. I'm glad he's there. We'll talk more about that momentarily. We see videos of those auditioning for Sean Spears tag team partner, Sean Spears tag team partner, including uh, Anthony Bowens, who I love. I love Anthony Bowens. I did a long form feature on him. Some good stuff out of that. Warren, I like what they're doing with Sean Spears and that they brought him in. He had a featured role and he's not winning right now, but in, in him putting over other people, they have a constant running storyline sure. that keeps him in your mind's eye. It lets you know Sean Spears isn't the reason why these teams have been losing. It's been everybody else. That's why he keeps losing. Exactly. It's everybody else. And you know, like he, he trans, it felt like he transitioned to the tag team division because, oh, well, you know, this is where the real opportunities are. And like you said, you know, he's, he's losing, but he hasn't found the right fit yet. You know, Brandon Cutler wasn't it, of course. Colin so, Blaney. Yeah, exactly. So uh, going out there and, and, and I mean, what a, what a great, what a great social media uh, 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 bit that they're doing at the same time with this. It's, it's brilliant, actually. It's brilliant on that level as well. And like you said, keeping Sean, Sean Spears active, Tully Blanchard at the same time, because Tully Blanchard is clearly orchestrating all of this. Yeah. It, I, no, I dig it. I dig it. It all makes it all makes sense, especially when you know Spears was in such a marquee position just last summer. Uh, clearly not there anymore. I'm. I. I it's good creative. What can? Uh, there's another company that would just simply say we have nothing for you. Now they're just making the best out of a bad situation. Right now we don't have anything for you, Sean Spears, not Sean Ross Sapp. I'm pretty sure creative has something for My you, Sean. He tells me that all the time when I ask him for interviews. <laughs> but uh, they. Um. But they're keep they're they're keeping him alive. They're keeping his character going. We continue to keep, to have interest in what he's doing. So, yeah, this makes perfect sense. Speaking of WWE interviews, I interviewed EC3 today. That is going to be on Fightful Select Tier 2. Then it'll drop next week. We have a clip of it on Listing Your Boy. Check it out. Uh, Jim, or Jim Ross interviewed John Moxley earlier in the day. Moxley says he's not missing blood or guts. This is a good way to keep him on TV and not have him really doing anything. Uh, by the way, I just got a message sent to me saying that SmackDown is canceled. WWE will broadcast from the Performance Center this Friday. It's, it's kind of <clears throat> what I meant when I said WWE could open themselves up to more Performance Center brawls. We'll talk <laughs> about that briefly after, um, after uh, this review. But Moxley... A pretty basic interview, but we go into inner circle against Hangman Page and Dustin Rhodes. I'll tell you what I love the most about this. We have seen on SmackDown and on AEW. A Canadian Destroyer hits, and it doesn't immediately get the pinfall, but the move right after it. They don't even go for one. Canadian Destroyer, then a splash, or then a clothesline gets the pin. Ooh, I love it. I love that. Yeah. Give me that. I mean, if you're going to use it as a transitional move, at least make it transition into the finisher, you know, as opposed to it transitioning into a suplex. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 this worked. Uh, the, I agree. This was a really, really good use of it. But man, there was a there was a good use of Adam Page in this match again, Sean. My he, God, he man for for a guy that. It was going to be hard for him to get over. I, I lump him and Britt Baker in similar spots, although categorically different, because Britt Baker, not that experienced, was the poster girl. Hangman Page, very experienced, the poster boy, and both had that uphill battle. And now look at where both of them are. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, this is so cool. And by the way, there was a big brawl. I mean, yes. 
yeah. we've talked about the brawl nonstop. I'm told yeah, this that, is culminating next week. Yes. The, the, the big part of the brawl was that it came down that, that Jackson uh, flipped off Adam page, like in the middle of the brawl. And then they both got taken out. Um, the, the thing about page is so interesting to me is I remember when we were talking about that first big title match, Jericho versus page and who should, who should they put the belt on? Like, should they put it on the new guy and try to get him over and like, like ride, ride with, with somebody that people might not be as familiar with, but isn't like quote unquote to the people who have detract from it. Oh, it's just an, uh, you know, an ex WWE guy or whatever. But the fact that they chose to put it on Jericho and that we really weren't sure what they were going to do with Paige. Like, like, honestly, that was a fork in the road for his career and his character. Like, this has been exceeded my wildest dreams for what they could do with that guy and make him a star in his own right that has nothing to do with that part of WWE, the mm-hmm. Jericho title Moxley thing. Like, he's got his own thing over here, and it's it's so fascinating. I've, I've been up, up and down on the whole alcoholism being a part of the storyline thing but i think just the character work and and the intrigue of him just being pissed at guys who were supposed to be his friends that's all very interesting he's he's doing fantastic work in and out of the ring kudos to adam page warren anything to to wrap up this episode of aew uh, I actually like the brawl. I think it leads really, really well into next week heading into uh, he- heading into Blood and Guts. It feels a lot more concrete tonight. Adds a nice, or at least reinforces this 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 uh, uh, um, dissension that we are seeing within the elite, especially between Matt Jackson and and Page. They're really underscoring it. It will have an impact. In, in Blood and Guts without any shadow of a doubt, Blood and Guts, which is essentially the, it, it's a war games. war games. It's war games. So, um, so yeah, no, I really liked it. And man, Adam Page, man, he's, he's one of the reasons I, I'm tuning into AEW, why I'm enjoying AEW so much. I didn't expect it. And I think that's what I enjoyed the most out of it all. Adam Page is, he is a bona fide star for the company. Yeah, uh, if you all checked out List and Your Boy uh, this after, or maybe it was List Goes On, whichever one we talked about Blood and Guts on, I kind of gave away what the the res- or the the rules would be. It is effectively War Games. That was AEW. Sorry, we kind of sped through this, guys. Uh, l- other things going on, obviously, but you have no shortage of fightful content this week. SmackDown moving to the PC. I've been told that they are considering this for a lot of future shows. We have a super chat. Chances of Mania being postponed. I would say the chances of it being altered are very good. Wrestlers that I'm speaking to say that they expect it, though they have not been told that. Aaron Jay's fan says, looks like I won't be going to WWE Toronto this Saturday. Unfortunately, maybe not. Um... I hate that for you, buddy. I know you've been looking forward to that. Uh, Matt J. Hendricks said, so Brody Lee is the exalted one, right? It would make sense, right? I mean, where was the show tonight? In Utah? It's in Rochester next... Well, it might be in Rochester next week. It might not be anywhere next might week. It might be at the the NWA Studios. <laughs> Everybody, Everybody's going to be on a studio for weeks. And, I mean, at least they have that option. I mean, it's... We're about to see some weird stuff. We're about to see basketball games played in front of nobody. I mean, like, if whenever they decide to resume the season. Well, I mean, even NCAA this weekend's doing yeah. like nobody yeah, that's true. in front of nobody. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, as I mentioned earlier, no different for Kentucky fans. Now they just have to fall asleep at home instead of at courtside because all the 75-year-olds buy those seats. <sighs> Man. Well, guys... Leave a thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe. Tap that bell for notifications. Warren, tell the people where they can find you. YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I'll have my own uh, recap show tomorrow evening, 9 p.m. Eastern. Come join me. Subscribe. YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Alexander. You can follow me on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. I talk about main roster. Main roster WWE. Uh, twice a week on Tuesdays and sometime over the weekend. Uh, who knows what's going to happen on Friday? Maybe since it's at the PC, it'll be good. Who knows? Guys, thank you all so much. Until next time, we're out.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.